It's time for talk with Matthew Okay, so I'm breaking with podcast tradition and doing the intro before I speak to my guest. I'm very much looking forward to uh, hearing about the life and times of uh, Asanda Buza, who is my personal trainer and my friend, and uh, he's lots of things. Um, and I'm really looking forward to talking to him. Things on the home front have been uh, strange. Uh, Stephanie came down with a terrible um, sickness that we all thought was COVID, but she tested negative, and uh, we now think it's laryngitis, so I'm just hoping I don't get it. Update, it is bronchitis. But she is sort of isolating in the bedroom at the moment. The sun is coming for supper, and I think we'll probably talk before supper. Interesting guy, and I'm sure he's got a lot of uh, fun things to say. So here I am with Asanda Buza. Uh, who I've known since, when did we meet? 2013, 12? Yeah, it was 2013. Uh, okay, so for me that would have been uh, headed to divorce number two. And you started yes. training me. You, you we started training in 2013. And it used to be me and Claire. Yes. For a while. When we started out. Yeah. How many clients did you see today? Uh, today I saw 10 people and then I taught uh, two classes, one in different gyms. I taught one class in Alice Lane and one at All Ed's. Jeez, that's a busy day. You must be exhausted. Yeah, I'm tired. <laughs> uh, well, it's a good thing we've got beef brisket and, uh, good. and savory rice. Good. I'm looking forward. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Um, I am just wondering whether I turned the stove off after turning it on for the rice. I don't think I did. I was right. I didn't. So I cooked some rice and we've just had a little bit because I think Asanda was very hungry because he's been working a 10-hour day uh, and doing two classes. So at the moment, you, you're really fit. I mean, are you looking fitter than I've seen you in a while? Yeah, I'm training a lot now. I'm trying to also train twice a day. So when I can, when I've got free time, but today I only did one session. Yeah, and you're not as big as you were a couple of years ago. I mean, you were like seriously... Mm. Um, well, I've always been skinny. Really? Yeah, like um, since I was a kid, high school and out of high school and everything. So when I started working at Virgin Active 2010, then I started training. I wanted to be big. So... Yes. So when I got very big, and then I was comfortable with being, but now, over time, you get, you kind of get over that. So now I want to be leaner. But are you still going to be the beast? Uh, well, the beast is not. Most people do not understand why why I'm called the beast. It's not about um, the size of me training and everything. But that's what most people think. But. Um, I've been called the beast because of people that know me growing up, that know my lifestyle, that know yeah. uh, what I've achieved yeah. and things that even me that I didn't think I could achieve then. 
So that's certainly why I'm very happy to refer to you as Beast. Yeah. Because you've also you and I have sort of become friends over the years, and on, on, on and off, we're now currently on an on training. Mm. Um, uh, for the past three months, you've been mm. uh, uh, helping me. And uh, you've come hiking with, uh, with me and my kids, yeah. which has been quite fun. Yes. We, and we ended up having a very weird uh, picnic in my garage because the weather uh, was so uh, terrible. <laughs> that picnic was good. I enjoyed actually because it was different. And you fell asleep afterwards for a little bit. You had oh, 40 I was, winks. I was tired. <laughs> <laughs> I was very tired that day. Yeah, well, we walked a bit further than we were supposed to because I got mm. the map wrong. So, um, you grew up where? I uh, was born and raised in Eastern Cape in a place called Tanzane. Tanzane, yes. Yeah, so I went to school there. The same one that's in the Jaluga song. Uh, on, on, on the road to Ndansane. Yes. So that's where I grew up. And yes. then, but the the opportunities for what I do there are very slim. And so I've always liked to train and train people. And there are personal trainers that I know from there, but it's not really the same as in Jobek. It's better here. Yeah. So I decided to come stay in Jobek. Yeah. And you take training people as in your profession that you do uh, pretty seriously and mm. you take your, your own personal training that you do for yourself mm. pretty seriously. Yeah, I do. I've, I've always liked training. I mean, that's obviously that's how it started, I think, because you have to have some kind of passion if you're going to be a personal trainer. So I started training myself and while I was in high school, people used to be like, oh my God, you have such a nice body. What do you do to that? And then that's where I picked it up. Then I would go to to the CNA in East London and I couldn't afford to buy the books there, Men's Health, I remember, hmm. Flex Magazine for Bodybuilding hmm. and other ones. Like Hustler perhaps. Then I would go and just stand there and read the book till the security guard tells me that you're not allowed to do that. But I will have maybe read like two or three things that I wanted to read. <laughs> Classic. Good. <laughs> yeah. And uh, where did you go to school? I went to a school called Sagisizwe. Um, that's that's the that's the high school. No, it's Mtanzana. I went to Mtanzana all the way from. Uh, it used to be called Standard A back when I started. Standard A and Standard B. Okay. <laughs> and then there was, um, what was it called? Standard A and Standard B. Well, so was, what year oh, was, was this? A, this was, there was a Sub A and Sub B. Sub A, Sub B. Right. Yeah, when I started, which is Sub A is like, is grade one, basically. Right. Yeah. And then I started, then Standard 1, which would be grade yeah. 3 now. Yeah, they've messed it up. I still, get, <laughs> I still get confused between grades and standards. Yeah. And now you've added sub into the mix. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I started, um, so I was born in, in Tanzania, and then I went to stay in a place near Tanzania called Pumlani. That's where I started um, sub A and B, and then I went back to Tanzania to start uh, Standard 1. Okay. Till till metric. Right. And then mm. when did you come to Johannesburg? So I came to Johannesburg in 2004 after my mom died. So I was staying with my mother. Sure. How old was she when she died? 
old was my mother my mother is my mom is 25 years older than me and when she died i was 20 in 2003 i was 22 so she was 47 oh that's very young <laughs> yeah sure you've had quite a bit of loss in your life actually but yeah. you don't have to talk about that if you don't want to yeah. you've, you've, no 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 it's fine can talk about it. Yeah, you've mm. lost you lost a sister. Yeah, in 2018, my sister died as well. She had four kids and the kids now they with the father in case they they used to stay in Pretoria. Wow. Yeah. So, sure, quite a bit of turmoil. Yeah. Hectic. Um one of the things that I really like about uh training with you and being trained by you is is the fact that we laugh quite a bit and yes. as we we so you're sort of aware that there's no way I'm ever going to be uh some sort of uh um I don't know Adonis figure you know, <laughs> you know I'm just sort of there to basically keep myself on 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 track yeah so you allow us to to I mean, I think we do work I feel like I'm working quite hard now yeah. at the moment with you, but uh we do sort of take the piss a little bit and yeah. um in particular we 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 um well I like to uh, look at people other people in the gym and be funny or rude about yeah. them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is there is there anyone is there anyone in particular that what's what's the funniest thing you've ever seen anyone do in a gym? because i mean you see funny videos on on yes social media and stuff <laughs> sorry well when you stay in the in the gym all day like i do there's a lot of funny people and just like very funny and um, the whole day there's no way even if you're having a bad day there's no way that you're not going to laugh at something because there's a uh, lot of basically stubborn people when you give them advice they think they know what they are doing because probably from watching youtube instagram and all these things and they want to also do them but most people don't understand that they send fitness levels to every type of exercise that you choose to do do you understand Yeah. Mm. So like if for example someone is going to come and say they're going to do like crossfit exercises. You have to have at least done some kind of exercising and got yourself fit before you can before even you start can do that. that. Yeah. You can't just be like, "Oh, I like the way they are training. Let me just go do that." Yeah. Do you understand then you're going to end up hurting yourself. You'll injure yourself mm. and be out of action. So they basically with everything, I guess there has to be a build up. Yeah. So what happened with me is uh, so I trained with you and then I got I really did get quite fit and I was so I was never fast or anything but I did mm. long bike rides of more than 100 kilometers a, a day um over many days sometimes and I did triathlon and that kind of stuff but I know what I really got into first because I never did fitness when I was younger. Yeah. It was when I was turned about 40 I suppose it was like a crisis of some sort. Yeah. I I got uh, really um fit and um <clears throat> there's a there's a bit of a bug going around it's not covid uh, mm. it's it's laryngitis just okay. keep telling yourself that uh-huh. <laughs> um and so what i really like to do is run but um i was and i was busy training for a marathon and i think i was still training with you at that stage yes. and then uh i started getting this pain in my hip mm-hmm. uh, this was around 2017 and uh 
or 2016 in fact and they said eventually I've got arthritis and basically I'm not allowed to run and mm. that just that just started a slow gradual decline back into being totally unfit so it's really nice to start, uh, yeah uh, be getting back into it because I remember the endorphins it releases yeah it but it's hard good. when you yeah. do it at the it's, it's a weird thing because yeah that's what I was just thinking today when um when I was uh, teaching the class now and then my training today I was like so tired and then I thought to myself this is like so hard to do but it feels good at the same time you know because you have to do it and because you you know you've got your goal and you've got your plan and how you want to look or how fit you want to feel it feels amazing once it's done but obviously when you're busy thinking about it like oh I have to go to gym you're like oh do I have to do that? But once yeah. it's done, you feel great. Yeah, that's exactly how it works. And it, does it work like that for you too? Because I mean, you you work <laughs> you work out next level. You sing twice a day now. You're trying to. Yeah, it works the same for everybody. So as much as I wake up and I'm like, hey, today I have to train twice, because I already have the day planned, the day's plan. Um, I'm not extremely looking forward to that session, but I know that it has to be done. <laughs> right. Understand? And then I do it, then I'm like, okay, I'm happy with that. Maybe go take like a, an hour or two nap and then come back and do another one. Right. Sure. <sighs> and how do you eat through all of this? I mean, because sometimes I've seen on Facebook mm. there are, there are, there are, there are things that you have eaten certainly in your past mm. that one would not describe as healthy. Uh, <laughs> Unless, I mean, you mm. know, I mean. The thing is this. Uh, as people, we've got different body types. So my body... Um, yeah, no, you're incredibly lucky. So Asanda, <laughs> I just have to tell you, has a, has a, a, is incredibly sort of well built. And he is what, when, when you look at him, the first thing you think is, is he's handsome. And the second is oh, that he's, he's, an, he's, he's an alpha male. You can sort of tell that he's, uh, he's, uh, he, knows what, he knows what's what. And what's up and what's down. That's <laughs> anyway. That's my impression. Thanks, Matthew. So people have got different body types. So with me, my body, I've always been skinny. So in order for me to have gained the weight that I've gained, I all I had to eat a lot and a lot of carbs too. Then I gained weight, and uh, with training, I've taken uh, mass builders and all the supplements that you can take that took to 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 gain the size you want, but. Um, so I have eaten like unhealthy, like basically, if that's what you call it, like pizzas and everything. And oh, burgers. I love pizza so <laughs> much. Pizza you know? is one of the things I miss so much in yeah. my current eating regime. Yeah. So um, surprisingly, after all these years, like I'm 40 now, but if I don't eat as much, my body still goes down, you know. And I When consider, did you turn 40? Uh, in May this year. Did you have a big party? It was amazing because uh, my clients planned it and I was like, I'm not going to do anything this year. I'm just, I'm turning 40, but I was like, okay, I want to do something. So my clients at work, they, they were like, okay, they're going to surprise me. So they, we went to this other restaurant in uh, on Grant. What is it called? The one here that sells wraps oh. by the spa. Yeah, uh, the Shwamako. The Shwamako, yeah. yeah. So they, they booked a table for us there, Shwamako, and then... 
they are well, they invited me. It was nice. I saw, I saw photos that you posted of it on Facebook, and it yeah. did look, it did look lovely. I wasn't the client of yours at that stage. I've only been yeah, a client had, of yours again. Mm. So, well. We so had not you, started you, that time. Obviously, you know that I'm a I'm a lawyer, and I, I would just be interested to know what what your experience of the law in general has been, or if if there has been any. I mean, I know in fact mm. that there definitely has been. But but uh, what do you what are your thoughts about the law? The law. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, cause, because everything that I did, sorry, <coughs> everything that I learn in terms of law, I learn from you and my other clients. Um, so I've got too many clients that are lawyers. I've got one who's a judge, and I've got I've got many clients. Cool, you train a judge. <laughs> yeah. Does uh, is it a male or female judge? It's a female judge. So are you subject to vows of confidentiality with your clients? <laughs> yeah, I have to be. You know? I, no, I understand. <laughs> Professional boundaries. Yeah. yeah. So I've got most of the students at, um, what's this, UJ, the, the doctors. I've, I've trained most doctors and I've got so many even now. You see, like most students, so it's a good. It's good in that way because I get to have, I get to get advice from people. You understand, from all my clients to say, okay, if this is the situation, then you can do that. You understand? Yes. Yeah, mm. you know, that must be helpful. It must yeah. be especially helpful to have a judge as a client. Yeah, you've <laughs> helped me also when I was getting divorced. So. And and helped a lot because yes. you were my oh, client. Well, in at the that time. regard, I mean, you were involved directly with the law there because you, <laughs> you, because you were getting divorced from a, a member of the Metropolitan Police Department. Yeah, yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> that does, yeah. So, um, you you're one of those guys who sort of, I mean, I'm your client. You've been my client. Now we're sort of friends. Mm. Um, now, tell me, because what I haven't, who I haven't met properly at all, are your children. Yeah, and I know they're a big part of your life. So tell me mm. about them. You don't have to go into their names and details and everything. Okay. Please sign this pr- protection of uh-huh. personal information act disclosure form. <laughs> no. So, my firstborn, she's sixteen. When I came to Joe back in two thousand and four. Then I met my ex-wife, who was the first girlfriend I've ever had in Jobeck. And I got her pregnant, and we, would, uh, we decided to keep the baby. But um, it was one of those things, like you were just like, okay, well, this was never planned. But we were like, okay, well, now we have to plan around it. So, yeah, so you got married. So we got married when yeah. she was about five. And then we decided to have two more kids. My sons, they are 11 and 9. And then after that, soon after our last born, well, things were not really working out in the marriage in any event. But, you know, like I was one of those people that thought if I marry this chick, maybe things will be better. And things just keep getting worse. You understand? Yeah. And I know how it goes, man. Mm. Been through it twice. <laughs> <laughs> so eventually we were like, nah, this is not working out because we just mean to each other. You understand? Then we got divorced. But... Uh, we cooperate nicely now. The kids they stay with her, and oh, well done uh, to you. Yeah, that's the best thing you can possibly do. Is what it took <laughs> me a while to learn it properly, properly. But uh, yeah, 
just to keep your co-parent yeah. thing so, going. I mean, we figured that one out long ago that we're better off without each other, but we love our you kids both love equally. Your kids. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think you know your kids seem lovely, and yeah. um, I want to talk to you a little bit about what you've put on Facebook because I, so. Firstly, I have to say that during lockdown, you posted one of the funniest videos uh-huh. of yourself that I, I still think it was. I, I still think it's one of the best things I saw in in lockdown. Was I think the day before you'd been at Discam. Oh, and, yeah. and at that stage they were handing out what was it? The pigs. The pigs. Uh, yeah. In order to, to to count the number of people in the shop yeah, because yeah. Of, at that stage with level five it was like you had a certain number of people could be in the shop. And yeah. the next a Sunday took you took a, a, a video <laughs> of yourself the next day from your car with the peg in your hand mm. that you forgot to give back. Yeah. So that was uh, the thing like they give you this pack and then you even forget if you even forget sorry that you have a pack on you you're busy going on about your business because you're used to just shopping and going so I, I, I got I get home I'm like oh my god I've got this pack <laughs> <laughs> so then and then the next day you drove there with the pack and your phone yeah and you videoed yourself handing back the pack yeah so now but, I was like worried that they're gonna be short of pegs because of this pack that I've got <laughs> And people are like, no, dude, this is this game. They've got lots of packs. And I'm like, no, 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 but this is their pack. They have to carry pack. So, so I went back there and I was like, okay, this needs to be documented that I've given the pack back. <laughs> <laughs> so I gave them. <laughs> so there really is this video of a son of walking with the pack and then some person's standing behind yeah. the counter and you say, I'm just, I just came to give you back your pig and yeah, even this and lady they, she could see she's like oh thank you very much <laughs> what, what is this guy doing this is very funny yeah, she had that look that well you could have kept it but she's like no 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 it belongs to this can keep the pig <laughs> listen I don't know whether that story means that you either have the best sense of humor or, or mm. that you're just a very honest man I don't know mm. but it was the video itself was uh, extremely funny. Wait, wait, waiter, waiter. Uh, you waited for a bit. You, uh, you worked yeah. as a waiter. So when I was new in Jobek, and um, I was um, I was studying, you know, this course to fix computers called A plus. Oh yeah. So I was doing that. I think it was like a three months course because I well I didn't know what to do. I was like I need a job. I need to do something. So yeah. So I was studying that, and then my ex-wife got pregnant, and now I was like, yo, I'm gonna be a father, and I'm I don't have a job. I don't even know what I'm gonna do with myself. I was going up and down Bramfontein because I was staying in Hillbro, looking for a job, and then eventually I got a job in Sentin at this other restaurant. They've since closed it down. They have tasha's there now. It was called Cafe de la Salut. Right. Used to be a very popular restaurant back yes. in those days, you know. And um, so I got a job there. And how I got the job, because I could not get the job. I actually got myself that job. So uh, everywhere I would go, people would just be funny. And then I would not get, and I was like, I need a job, you know? Because now I have to take care. I've got a baby now. I have to take care of her mom and her. 
you know. So what happened in this place where I got the job? I just, I heard that they were hiring and then when I was coming there and they were like not hiring me. And then they're like, now come back on Monday, come back whenever. So the what I did, the other manager said, the main manager, he was he was the brother of the big boss. So he said to me, come back on Monday and then we can talk. Then I was like, now nah, I'm fed up of this. So when I come back on Monday, I find another female manager, some nice lady. And then I walk in there and then I'm like, uh, uh, this guy's name was Manny. I'm walking in there, I'm like, Manny said I can start working today. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so you lied your way into, into yeah, the job. Yeah, because I was like, I'm not getting a job. No one is giving me a job. Like, Man, so listen, <laughs> so I, I did a lot of waitering at a number of places and I, the, 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 my worst ever waitering experience was I was um, living with my then girlfriend yeah, um, <clears throat> who was older than me she was 22 and i was just mm. doing i just started at university mm. this was 1990 and mm. i was i'd got uh, i'd actually we worked together at the mike's kitchen there in johannesburg yeah. and i got myself fired from there i think i like that mike's kitchen actually the one yeah. in parktown well no the one in parktown i also worked at but this one was the one in commissioner street in in no, joburg i don't know that one but the one in parktown that's a nice mike's yeah. kitchen i love the food there I, yeah i I work. I, I work there, mm. but um, um, uh, I'm trying to remember what I was telling you about. Uh, oh, sorry, oh, the worst. Yeah, no. So, yeah. so I lost uh, my job at Mike's Kitchen, and there were a number of months where mm. oh, it was just pretty desperate. I mean, she was earning mm. just a, a, a waitress a salary. Mm. I think my dad was paying for my university fees, but yeah. I was having to f- fend for myself. I was yeah. used to busk at flea markets with a guitar, and then. yeah. Um, but anyway, I then got this job. There was this in Yeovil at one stage where we were living. There was this uh, blue train carriage that was a, a mm. restaurant. So mm. it was they'd taken a, tr- a carriage from a train that happened yes. to have been blue, and and it, they made quite a fancy restaurant. Yeah. Of it, and I eventually got a job there. And on my first night, I was making uh, the uh, espresso. And mm-hmm. it was one of those very fancy machines that the mm. baristas use. And uh, I don't know, something went wrong, but the, I just saw this gauge on this machine going yeah. all the way into the red. Yeah. And then <laughs> the thing exploded and then there yeah. was just coffee everywhere, like over yeah. customers, everywhere, like <laughs> wet, you know, the ground yeah. coffee where it gets all. Mm. So, and then they told me, um, so they called me aside and they said, oh, we not, no. we don't want you to work here. So, <laughs> <laughs> my first night, and I remember walking home, like the tears in my eyes of yeah. this like utter defeat. Uh. So, Waitering, did you enjoy waitering? Oh, when I was a waiter in Santin, uh, it was fun, you know, because that restaurant was an Italian restaurant, and then in the evening, it would be some sort of a drinking spot, you know? People right. come and drink, and then used to be fun. I I knew almost everyone who came there, because uh, most people that would come there were basically people that work in the offices in Santin, and they would come there and made so many friends it was nice but i couldn't do that for long obviously i had to actually find my own career in my own path what i wanted to do because well i've always been into fitness so well that itself is i mean interesting because for a lot of people like a lot of wealthier people mm-hmm. waitering is something you sort of do in the meanwhile but for a mm-hmm. lot of people it's um 
it's just the job that they do for their mm. for their whole life. So there's yeah. like a switch that happens where you think mm. I'm not going to just do this. No, there's lots of people that I know that are still waiters even today, and uh, yeah. I've met in other restaurants, and we'd be like, hey, and then we create because we used to be waiters together. Yeah, back and when they started. Yeah, and they're generally pretty cool people. I find mm. waiting yeah. staff, but you know, anyway. I'm thinking maybe if it's that's something that you're comfortable doing and everything, because it was. Uh, I'm not even gonna lie and say it was not really a bad job. You, 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 you understand? It was okay for me at the time. You, 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 you understand? Yeah. It would not be okay for me now, <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. Because <laughs> I was what, I was 23. Yes. You know. So that's anyway, the right anyway, age to do it. Yeah. So, I mean, that money was enough for what I was doing at 23. You so know? so then when did when did the idea of becoming a personal trainer start to like develop and come into being yeah so i mean i've always trained and trained people and so while i was doing that i was like okay let me save some money and do something else so i left being a waiter and i went to there was a 2008 call centers were like booming it was like a thing to work at a call center. Almost all my friends were working in call centers. Then I went to this other place was called Cornerstone College. I went and did a course there. I think it was three months as well. And then I started a call center at uh, somewhere in Renbeck. Oh, that must have been horrible work. Oh, you have no idea. Because oh. now what I, I did not, imagine. Yeah, what I didn't understand when I was a waiter, I was standing the whole day. And I would get home and I would still be fresh and sleep and want to get yes. ready for the following day. And I was looking forward. But now when I was a call center agent, I was sitting down, talking on the phone with people, calling all these people on your screen. But by the and time I get exhausted. home, it felt like I was lifting weights. I was doing stuff. I was <laughs> like so tired. I'm like, why are you so tired? You were sitting the whole day. Because it's know? draining dealing with people who generally don't want to speak to you. Yeah. So... When I was doing call center, I was like, okay, I need to actually pursue fitness. But I didn't know where to go because there was no one there to advise me. So I went to Google and uh, I saw the first thing I Googled when I was Googling personal training, uh, the school that I went to, ETA, came up yes. and he was saying the school is in Randbeck and the numbers and everything and the contacts were there. I decided to call them, spoke to this other guy, Peter. He was the principal. And they were like, yeah, you can come and do the course. And the cost at the time was 15000 This was 2010. Sure, so it's quite an investment. Yeah, and then I was like, yo, I don't have 15000 but I know if I do this, then I can I, I can actually start doing the things that I really want to do But because I, I need this qualification. Yeah. So I was like, okay, do you guys want fifteen grand, like right up? And then he was like, no, you can pay a deposit. I think the deposit was 2.5 and I had it. So I gave it to them and then I started and then I paid the rest of it over time. And then I had to do hours now at uh, Virgin Active. Like uh, you had to shadow a personal trainer, shadow fitness people and then they, they sign. To right. say that okay, you were at the gym and then you learned one to train four and yes. then they sign and you were with this person. Yes. Then while I was doing that, I was still looking for a job because now I didn't have money to pay the course. And then, well, they were hiring at Virgin Active and I applied and uh, 
I wrote a long letter to say why I should get the job. And then they hired me. And then I used the money that I was uh, getting so you at were, the time. You, you, but you're not currently an employee of Virgin Active, or are you? No, now yeah. I'm a, as a personal trainer, yeah. um, I work for myself. But you worked for Virgin Active for a while? First, because uh, at that time I was still a student, so I was not qualified. Right. Yeah. So then I, or when I was a fitness instructor, then I managed to pay off the course and I got my certificate and I was a qualified personal trainer. Wow, how was that thunder? <laughs> Yeah. The last person I interviewed here it was also uh, storming like yeah. crazy. Yeah. It's quite nice. <laughs> so once that course was paid up and then they I got my certificate and then I was like, okay, now I'm gonna start personal training. So then I started and then I st- um I started at um Bellez Virgin Active, yes. which is in Northgate. Yeah. And then I came back to Orleans to be a trainer there. Yeah. And, and I mean you've been a fixture there now for a long time. Yeah, so um I like it there, you know. There's nice lots of the personal trainers there seem mm. very nice. Um because people have was like uh to be been a trainer here for a while. So I'm like, nah I'm actually okay here. Yeah. You know, I don't really feel like going anywhere else, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, well, it 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 works there. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I wanted so you t- you were talking about Nas, um, mm-hmm. his, his music, yes. and I I gave it a, a a very good listen. I did my best because yes. I like a lot of rap and hip hop and stuff. Yes, and I still haven't quite got him. Okay, but I'm I'm working on it. What I did listen to a little bit of mm. is I don't know if you've heard Snoop Dogg's new album. Is I, uh, it's out. The first track on it mm-hmm. is absolutely fantastic. Mm. I have not. Um, uh, I like Snoop Dogg's uh, first album. Oh yeah, with well, his very early stuff. No, but now he's become like a real. I mean, The Oak made a p- pornographic movie. You remember uh, that? Yeah, I've seen it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I didn't actually. I didn't actually watch was, it. He was not acting in the movie, but he had people there acting. Right. Yeah. He was he was just basically playing a pimp. <laughs> okay, I, I he liked, was not in action. I've always <laughs> liked his whole um, his whole vibe. Do you remember? Did you ever watch? There was a series called um, uh, uh, Weeds, mm-hmm. and it was about this woman, white woman, who lived in the suburbs somewhere in California and mm-hmm. was selling marijuana. And eventually, she found like the perfect. Yeah, version of marijuana, and it eventually ended up. So Snoop Dogg makes a guest appearance, mm-hmm. and he does this like rap. He goes like, "Yep, yeah, this is the milf weed." <laughs> the milf weed. <laughs> no, I don't know it. Uh, I don't know that movie. But yeah, I have not really been. I've never been a big Snoop Dogg fan. But I've listened the first Snoop Dogg album. I love the whole album from the first song to the last. But for some reason, I've never been able to listen to whatever came after that. And I used to listen to that album. This album came out in 93. I was 12. So I was listening to it then. I knew literally every song every, in it. Yeah, I know this kind of album. So for <laughs> me, because I'm older than you, for me, that album was Michael Jackson's Thriller. Yeah. Like that, <laughs> that album when I was 12 years old mm. was just a change yeah. my life. No, I used to love that album. So what was funny about Michael Jackson was I honestly, 
So I was sort of 11, 12. Mm. I think I never knew that he was black. Mm. I actually, <laughs> I, well, I never noticed that he yeah. was black. Or maybe it was mm. because at that stage he was sort of half, yeah. going half between black and between, white. Between, yeah. So the album you should listen to. So with me, I started listening to Nas very early on as well. Uh, the first album it was written, and then my favorite album, which it was. Uh, oh no, the first album is Illmatic. Right, right, right. And right. then the second album, which was the one that I loved the most, it was called It Was Written. Yes. That album is an album of all time. You know, so but he disappeared and now he's back. Just recently, he's put something new out. Yeah. He's worked with Eminem and uh, yeah. So he's released now like the new albums, uh, King's Disease One and King's Disease Two, and I like the album because also the producer that he worked for is a producer that I have lots of respect for. Like he's a very good guy. He won last year, uh, producer of the year. Who's uh, that? Hit Boy. Okay. Yeah. So it's somebody that I did not even know existed up until I listened to King's Disease and I was like, whoa, who produced this album? This is so good. <laughs> and then I started looking into him. I was like, this guy is so good, actually. And he's been in the industry for a while, but he's like one of those. It's like he's not as famous as I think he should be. <laughs> yes, no, no. Yeah. I, so the, the, that's always been the kind of music that I've always liked, yeah. is, is people who are not as big as they should be. But on yeah. the other hand, at the moment, and I think I've alienated my whole family from, by this, but at, yeah. I'm I'm really, really enjoying uh, Kanye West's latest uh, mm. album, Donda, the whole mm. thing of it. It, 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 is, it does get... I mean, it's quite a lot of work to listen to. But it is a lot of work because I also love uh, Kanye West's old music. Yeah, more. me too. And then I listen to Don and I'm like, I kind of get where you are, but I kind of don't get because it's an album mean, that yeah. it's an album that makes you want to listen to so that you can understand what exactly is going on in his mind. <laughs> yes. And some of the tracks, yeah, obviously, I've enjoyed them and. Some of the tracks are like very long and just like it's just one thing. Yes. Mm. Could you like get on with it, please? And there's no, <laughs> re- and there's no, I mean, this yeah. deluxe version of it has got something like 27 tracks. I mean, you know, yeah, you it's, know, a, it's, yeah, it's a lot. Just slow of down, music. just 12, 13, mm. 14 maximum. And I only because I did not know there was deluxe up until you told me when we were hiking. Then I was like, okay, let me download and check it out. Um, I think it's nice. I, I, I'm enjoying it as well. I like I that not God, God Breathe. I love that song. <laughs> I haven't listened to all of it because I'll just play it in the background. What Whatever I'm doing at the house, it's just there playing. Yeah. Mm. So I've, I get more and more just out of listening to music. And I also like, I like trying to keep up with what's sort of mm. happening now. And at the moment, there's not a whole lot. And I suppose that's got to do with COVID. Mm. So I wanted to ask you as as a personal trainer, what was what was the the level five lockdown like for you and how did you handle it yo it was terrible because now you couldn't really do anything and then you had to find ways to be you basically had to be creative within your own job so now i was training people at home uh using zoom meetings so a person would have a setup at their house and they would tell me what they've got. Maybe you've got like two kg dumbbells, you've got whatever. Yeah. And then a I bag work. of sugar. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then you've got a sofa there. 
and whatever. Then I'm like, okay, this is the stuff you got. This is what we're going to work with. <laughs> Have to draw a program from that. It then sounds we, terrible. It, it sounds was. like it, it sounds. But you could also have fun by just telling them to do ridiculous things, like pick, pick up was, your speaker and throw it. it no, it was. It was exactly <laughs> like that. Because now you you would have to lift whatever is there, you know. <laughs> Take that guitar and smash it <laughs> over your husband's head. <laughs> <laughs> That's an exercise. <laughs> You'll see what you do after when, I, when I'm done with my Zoom meeting. I'm out. How you deal with that body is up to you. <laughs> it was fun, though, you know. I'm sure it was crazy. It was. Uh, it was like the craziest thing ever. But but the, and like, the gyms when the, the so they were for how long roughly were the gyms completely closed that you couldn't go? I'm I'm not sure, but I've had a couple of months where I had to train people on Zoom and train in the the. Now I had to and it was the weirdest thing ever because I wake up from my house and I'm not going anywhere because <laughs> 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 you used to wake up and prepping and going to the gym. <laughs> yes. Now I'm like you prepping, you ready? I'm like coming out from pajamas into gym wear. <laughs> Quickly, Jim went sneakers, and I'm like standing there by the wall. I'm like, set up the Zoom meeting, and you call in the person, and you're like, this is like the weirdest thing ever. As soon as you're done, you can you go back to bed. <laughs> Everything That's is fantastic. right here. But yeah, I had to make it work because I had well, I had to make money because yeah. And then at some stage, you had to you you went to people's houses also. Yeah. Then I was doing some house calls. Then I go to people's house, train them so, at home. But now I so, I mean, your preference is I would imagine not to do that. You'd rather mm. you'd rather train people at the gym. Mm, like you see, there's different types of trainers. There's trainers that do house calls. Yes, that's like what they do. That's what they're comfortable doing. Yes, I'm not comfortable going to people's houses. Yeah. so I want people to come to me there at the gym. That's that's the type of uh, trainer so, I am. So if I was a personal trainer, which mm-hmm. is a, I mean, that's a big if. Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but if I were one, I would I would be, I would uh, agree with you. I, no, I would not very, want to go to people's mm, houses. It's and, very easy to manage there at the gym because you've got all the equipment. Yeah, and those machines are good. I mean, you feel at the end of at the end of one of those sessions, you feel like you've had a pretty yeah. decent workout. So I don't have to bring anything. But now, if I'm going to someone's house, yeah. I have to load the car up with dumbbells with everything while you're driving in the car in the back. Then stop it, be this person's house, take out things. You know, then yes. you get people that have uh, things at their house, like people that have already a gym set up. You come there, but you have to reset it up according to what you're gonna do. You understand? So th- that was not me. So, like I'm saying, there's different types of trainers. There's trainers on Instagram that do not even meet people. They just put out a program and they sell them, um, which I think is cool. But they are the different type of trainers as well. You understand? Yeah. Yeah. That there's not the so I do think the personal connection is important and also yes. for, mainly for me so I think you're a great trainer but mainly mm. for me it's to have someone there that I'm going to feel guilty about if I'm yeah. if I'm not there to know that you have to wake up and go there yeah, yeah. cuz you know sometimes in, in the mornings when you know I wake up and I lie I mean, I don't lie. I, I tell you, <laughs> like you don't feel like training today. <laughs> Basically, I mean, I should just come out and be honest rather than. Yeah. Although the one night I had had zero sleep, and you'd also had no sleep. Yeah. 
And we were supposed to go hiking this past Sunday, and in fact, you said on uh, Sunday morning. So I wake up at. Uh, turned into a beautiful day. It exactly. I was about to say. So we were going to go hiking at 8 though. So when I looked outside, I woke up at 5 and then I was like... Yeah, no, it, it was all hell was breaking <coughs> loose still. It had been raining the whole it night. It was uh, wet. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, what's going to happen to this hike? Because we're going to hike on mud. And remember we spoke about having gumboots the last time. <laughs> yes, that's right. And I was like, they would apply today. <laughs> so when I looked, it was like, this going to be very muddy. More than anything. I don't think we're going to enjoy it. Yes. And then I was like, okay, let's not do it today. Let's not then go I swamping s- today. Yeah. yeah. Then I went back to bed and slept. Then I was like, okay, I'm going to play That's my day and do something else. Nice. But I ended up not doing anything that day. And then at about 10, I think, it was warmer. But but when I was looked, I was like, if you would have went to hike, it would have still been muddy. Yeah. But the sun came out, which was which I thought was cool, but... You don't really hike it about that time in any event. No. Yeah, and then there was a, I think there was a run that some of my clients did, which was also like in a sort of a hiking route. And they were they were saying it was muddy. Yeah, I'm you sure know. it would be. So, <clears throat> so I, I didn't regret it so much. I was like, well, I don't, I don't know. If we were to plan it, like for an example, like now it's raining and we say, we're going to go hike anyway no matter what, then I think that way it would be fun. Yo, I don't know, man. Uh, a, you can get struck by lightning. Yo, and I've actually seen lightning uh, striking in front of me one time long ago when I was growing up in Eastern Cape. And it hit right here, like where I was, I almost walked into it. Wow. And it hit and then opened a hole and then smoke came down, came out <laughs> of the ground. Are you sure you weren't being visited by the higher power or something? I don't know what was going on. I will never forget that, you know. <coughs> and nobody believes when I say it. Because what, what was happening that day? This day was a hot, hot day. You understand? Sorry. It was, a, it was a hot day. It was not like raining like this way by there is lightning. There was no lightning at all. And then I'm walking to see my friend. And then it just went <laughs> bah, on the floor. Wow. The sun is like right up there. It's hot. I don't even know where that came from. <laughs> and then it opened such a big hole on the ground. And smoke started. There was this hole and then smoke started coming out of that hole. And I was like, I don't know what was that. But let me move on with life. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like it could have been, maybe it was a meteorite. You think? Well, I don't know. Or is it a meteorite? Uh, I don't know. It's a meteorite. Anyway, um, Asanda and I then uh, had a lovely supper, and it was very good to talk to him. And I was supposed to see him this morning at 6 a.m., and I cancelled. I'll be back with episode 6 as soon as I found someone even more inspiring than Asanda. Thanks for talking to me, Asanda, and I'll see you on Thursday at 6 a.m., I promise. And I'm going to start riding to work. Happy? You and I sit down to share a meal For the last time in the kitchen The lights blink, jaundiced and tired This television too